This podcast is brought to you by Toasted Marshmallow Adventures Studio. Contact them at gettoasted at toastedmarshmallowadventures.com for all of your podcast production needs. Good morning and welcome to Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Well, good morning and welcome to our show. It's Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with hashtag Princess Amy and Mo. Good morning to everybody. Uh, we have a very special guest with us that I know very little about, but I'm get really excited to hear about her story. She is a female barber. She owns her own barber shop. She's been doing this for about eight years. She's got an entrepreneurial spirit. spirit. And I am excited to hear your story. Welcome, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Carmen, you've uh, uh, been my barber for four years. And, and don't laugh at me, all right? I know I don't got that much <laughs> hair, but but my son goes uh, to Carbon. Sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to do your haircut. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, side note, side note. Mo does not have hair <laughs> on his head. But, uh, there's a few follicles but, in there. But, I got you. But, but we've, been, we've been going through a lot. I, I met Carmen about four years ago. Yes. Uh, I met because I have a friend, I call her Jojo, who I used to work with in he posted a picture on Instagram or something. And I was like, damn, that shit's clean. That's clean. And I, I texted her. I was like, who is this person? And said the final, final cut. Final cut barbershop. Yes. Um, I called and Carmen answered. I answered surprisingly. Surprisingly, because that's not what normally you get right, from, from barbers. It rings like 10 times. And then it's, Oh, we don't got time for that. Right. Come right. back. Come back in three days. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's... Come inside and wait for two hours. Yeah. And then I, might, I might get you in <laughs> <laughs> for all five hair follicles you got. <laughs> so you're like in high demand. I like time. it. Yeah. I like it. That, it's a blessing for sure. Nothing to brag about. But yeah, I'm super grateful for that. And, it, and it's been, I think when we met, we clicked because of the motivation, because I, would, I always want the earliest uh, appointment right? Whether it be seven or as early as possible. And one day I came in and you were listening to motivational speeches and I'm like, holy crap, like that's, <laughs> this is what I do. Um, and one time we, we somehow ended up in LA airport. Remember that one time? Yes. Oh, you both did? Yes, we did. Uh, and yeah, I, and I was, gave you a book. That's bizarre. <laughs> it was a Kevin Hart book. Kevin it was Hart. a Kevin Hart book. Oh, so this is like a Did I read book. it and not... <laughs> I didn't read it all, but yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. He gave me this Kevin Hart book, and I was like, "What are you reading?" And he was like, "You know, check this out. This book is, you know, it could it be good for you because yeah. it's like as an entrepreneur and like yeah. who you are." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I said, "How much do you want for this book?" He goes, "No, no, no. You don't need a this here. This book is for you." And yeah. I said, "Okay." I, I was like, "All right, I'll get motivated to read this," and that's where it started. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it became this kind of like nonchalant. How you doing? Um, I think Carmen, you've been, um, kind of my therapist, right? Uh, at yeah. times in my life, yes. because yes. that's what happens at the barbershop. Yes. We've talked about that. <laughs> yes. In a barbershop, it definitely is where a lot of men come in and they just either talk, you know, yeah. maybe it, not it, problems, it, it, but advice, you know, and that's just what we're there for. So we're not only just barbers to cut your hair in and out, you're in there for, that therapeutic session at the same time and that's something that is great to have because we're not you know we're not a franchise to be great clips or sport clips where we're time for your time we are actually here to 
not hear you out on what you want as your haircut and like have this detailed work but we're here too as a as a human being to listen to you and to help you get out of this funk maybe maybe to help you you know rise up i don't know whatever the situation is gonna be high or low but as barbers we're more than that like i don't know we're like doctors you know and i think that's the difference between going to supercuts not that is a bad thing because it's I think everybody every, everybody needs some kind of service. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some people that culturally growing up has always been, you go to the barber and, and there's got to be a connection. Yes. Because I've had barbers who suck, but because there's that connection, there's that loyalty, you keep going to them and you keep Correct. saying, I wish you were <laughs> like that guy in front. Uh. But there's just something about the chair. Right. There is just that connection. I think it's the vibe and the energy. I think it's just the energy to actually feel that someone actually will hear you out. Not of, like I said earlier, with what kind of haircut you want, but to hear you out as a as a person. You know, sometimes I don't know. We all go through as a female and as a as a male, like we all have our problems, whether it's either that bad or that good that we just want to express that throughout the day you know what i mean and just share that and that's something that's hard to find is to someone that you sit in a chair and they're actually listening to not only what you want but just to listen to you and to give positive feedback and like realness too i don't have a barber <laughs> i feel like i need a barber uh, you have you have kids who need a barber and i keep telling you you gotta take them to to carmen Right. I, you could start with your kids. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, would you want your hair wash? <laughs> we got a shampoo bowl, girl. I got you. <laughs> and like, uh, those out. shampoos could go for like two. We could extend it to 15 minutes. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about how'd you, how'd you get in this business? Help, help the audience kind of give this visual, this picture of who you are as a person, where you come from, and, and, and kind of where you, where you at right now. Um, so where I came from is, um, obviously an island in Guam and a lot of, um, Saipan is another island that's where most of my family's from. And so from coming to the States, it's like, you know, we come out here and we're like, okay, we got to figure out how to support each other in some type of way. And so at one point it was like seeing my parents do that for so long and then come to the States and still have to worry about something like that. I'm not saying like, okay, they're good now because they're still doing their thing. You know what I mean? Um, but it was more so like, okay, coming to the, coming to the States, you, there's like this whole dream that you want to just do and like, okay, you know, all the flashy stuff that you want in the American dream, the American dream. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, um, my American quote unquote American dream was, okay, let me figure out what I would actually love to do in life versus what we have to do in life to survive. And so the way that happened is like, you know, I've grew up with just brothers and nephews and I was the only girl. So with that being said, I was just, it was more so, okay, cool. Let me pick out a pair of, pick up a pair of clippers. Cause we can't afford haircuts like that. We're not going to do that. So let's pick up a pair of clippers. I'm gonna buzz your hair. I'm gonna just do this. And there's like five of us, there's five, you know, in one household. So, and then when my mom goes and go gets her haircut, I'm like, okay, that looks like a, that looks like a good little craft I could do. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of motivated me to do that. And I just always in that in that little lane, I just was like, OK, I should do it. Did I do it then? No, because as a high school kid, I was just more so, OK, coming to the States, you're all you think about is money. Right. And so when that happened, I was like, OK, it's either I do barbering or I do massage therapy. 
as a high school as a high school kid is like what does that what are you looking at there you're not looking at what's your passion you're not looking at what do you what would, what do you love to do there's nothing to that because i wasn't i wasn't raised i didn't have that structure or that motivation or inspiration around me to push me to do that it was myself and so at that point i'm like you know what massage therapy cool 65 dollars an hour okay <laughs> yeah i see exactly yeah. so i'm like okay cool 65 dollars. all right i'm going to massage therapy put barbering to the side when it comes down to one thing in life I regret, that is one thing in life I do regret is not choosing the path that I knew that I would love to do versus something that I actually would like just enjoy to do financially mm-hmm. to not enjoy it. So you, you went for the money there. I went yeah. for the money for at the that point. For the gratification. Yes, yes. Well, I think Did a I lot enjoy of people, it? No. I think that we've met a lot of people along the way that found out that their money, like going after money, never really helped find their happiness. But going after a passion changed their whole entire life. And then the money just came. Exactly. So, yeah, the love for money doesn't really, it's not really fulfilling. Right. So if we can go back just a little bit, um, can you talk to us about, like, what life is like in Guam? Because, um, like, I I see pictures of Guam and I'm like, that's the dream. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you got to take I, me yeah. on a vacation yeah. over there. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I and the like, food, right? So I, I'm like... I think I'm like you're getting it wrong. <laughs> I'm like the American. Have you? Help, help. I think you're hustling over yeah. here fifty hours a week. Right, <laughs> right. And it's funny because I just had this conversation with a group of friends. I'm like, you know what? Like the older I get, I realize that um, I do want to go back home because that's the life that actually is to live for. Versus coming out here and we're what are we living for out here? We're day to day, check by check. We don't can't meet at the beach to go barbecue every single day as a family or as mm-hmm. friends. We're so like we have to set these life plans up, which kind of is a sad thing to do because I'm not used to that. Now, I was a I was still a kid. So I the whole sto- going back to the story about Guam is like, um, yes, I was just so used to that lifestyle, to having the beautiful trees, the meetups with families, barbecues, everyone together and hanging out and like just living life as as far as music, food, and you know, the energy. I had that, so at coming out here, it's like, like I said, it was the American dream, like, oh, now we could go in and do this and just like flourish, like, okay, let me go in and get all these, all these shoes, all the these cars, clothes, all these cars. Money. And so older I get, yeah, I'm like 33 today, but I don't feel, I feel like I've lived that. And I'm just like, this is not what life is all about. You know what I mean? But it took me all that to figure out myself because my parents, they don't know that. They know that, but they don't, they weren't raised to do that. They're raised to structure us as far as individuals to have the family structure, to love, to eat together, to pray together, little things like that. That now that I'm now at this point of life where I'm like, okay, now I'm actually seeing this and now I do want to go back or even go back home and manifest and be grateful for what is there right now. And so, yeah, moving back to Guam, I don't, I mean, right now, you know, obviously it's a whole military base out there, all this. So it's like, definitely what I'm hearing, it is Americanized, which is fine, but that's the life. Like, it's just. But you have like family over there that kind of still lives the same lifestyle that you had when you lived there. I do. So you could probably just like incorporate yourself right back into that. Yes. Yes. I actually just went back home two years ago, like two years, I think already almost three. 
And that was then, about two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know you were crying about me for a month. Like, I was there. Like, <laughs> I was, who's cutting my that's, hair? That's, that's, like, what I, that's why I had a little bit of hair. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So going back to visit, um, as I was saying, like getting older, as far as like me being older and realizing that, and leaving back home in that age, I'm like. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. I've been having these thoughts. I'm not gonna lie. Like for the last, well, for I, this whole I mean, year, like I said, I see pictures and I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's it, it, a dream. It, it is beautiful. And even if yes. you had, like, when you lived in Guam, did you say? Would you say that you lived financially poorly? Uh, yeah, I could say that because okay. we we did have a home. My parents own a home, you know. But you had, didn't have like this, like this. I don't know if you had an idea in your head, like in America, the American dream. You just had money. Uh, more so. So when I was there as a kid, it was, I think, when it was the point I had a chance to come out here. That's when I started thinking that. But when I was back home and I was just do as a as a child, I was just like, you don't know what you don't I know. Don't yeah, I was just enjoying everything to just be around everyone and having this little island to go and do things. But as far as like when it came down to okay, I'm gonna go to the states. Now I'm gonna go visit my mom's sister and I'm gonna go ahead and be there. And so when I stepped out of here, it was like, oh my god, look at all these roads, these free, you know what I mean, these cars. Then like obviously whoever that lived here for for quite quite a bit of years before. We moved out here. They hyped it up. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the whole... <laughs> the whole Hollywood, yeah. Miami let me pull up. Now, now let me turn the TV on and watch MTV. We didn't have that when I was there. It mm-hmm. was all VHS still, you know? So, I mean, if that, we barely, we didn't have cable. I'm not going to lie. Like, And coming out here, we had all those options to see that. And I was like, okay, cool. MTV, T, uh, what is yeah, it? I TRL. Think, yeah. TRL. Right. So that, you, that's just, yeah. The, the states became like glamorized for yes, you. Yes, and yes, And you wanted a piece of that. I did. Because I you did. already had the other and you just wanted to level up or yes. whatever you thought that was. And, I, and out of, um, I'm a f- uh, family of four. So I have three brothers and I'm the youngest girl. Um, I was the one that had that mindset to like, I, yo, look at all that. I'm going to just, I'm going to just try it. And I'm going to go for it. And that's how it all started. It started from there of like setting my goal up and like what I wanted in life and like working towards that only because I knew that structure from my parents. But as far as knowing a structure from my parents of go ahead and, you know, do, I don't know, work, like just do the most, like go ahead and try to reach out to others, be, you know, shake hands. I didn't learn none of that from my parents because they didn't know any of that either. You know, they're just, they're that family structure. They're just those parents like, okay, go work, figure it out, get a family and stay to that. That's it. As far as how to get it, I didn't know. Yeah. I I had a job. I yeah. So so walk me through this. Okay. Like after high school, right? Mm-hmm. So you still didn't feel like you had any sort of direction from high school. You had an education, but you really didn't have a passion. No passion. You but still I, were just money driven. Yes. Okay. So massage therapy. But what about college too? Like, did that cross your mind? No. Why not? Like, what was what was. What, why didn't that appeal to you? Because you can't make money at college. Right. But I'm t- I, and I want to hear, hear this because if my son came to me and said, hey, dad, I want to be a barber. I would support him 100% because who I am now. Right. But if I didn't have the insight to understand, to know someone like you who I know you're making good money right now, you could say that would be almost like, uh, oh, are you, are you sure? You, how about you? You try something else. You go for business on the side. You do barber. Right. Like, where where is your mindset in terms of, like, how did you know you can do this? Especially being a female where it's it's all men, right? It's, I mean, it you see an NBA, men. you see every, where females, 
and I knew this because I would go to barbershops and when I would get that female, <laughs> your first your first thought is like, oh man, that's what you get for not knowing anybody at the barbershop. Right, 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 right. So going against that, and you knew this, right? That females, I've had the pleasure of working with two, three females in, in Idaho and they've all been great. Aside from that, and in California's Arizona, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> not so good, right? So the yeah. adversity of going there, like talk to me about that's that that process. I guess with that process, I wasn't so worried about if um if I would be looked at different for being a female. I was driven because of that. I was wanting to do. I was trying to figure out in life what I would want to do to love or to love what I want to do. You know what I mean? And so. As far as coming out of high school, like it was just like I said, I had those those options, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go with how I said when massage therapy, and that didn't work out. I didn't love that. I didn't love it when not one second, and that's when I started realizing like, and the only reason why I started realizing that is because my parents were egging me on, like, why are you doing this? I spent money on this, I put money down on this, and I gotta pay for it, and you're not liking what you do. So I get done and I graduate, and I'm still not loving it. Still didn't do it. I swear I did like three massages. <laughs> and I'm still getting yelled at. You know what I mean? And it was barely 30 you minutes. You want to do four? <laughs> <is my next. laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, being, being in that little um, career, you know, that takes a lot of energy in you. But it's still, I wasn't enjoying none of that. And then, I, and then my parents like, so so why would you go to something? You know, it's more so a lecture. It wasn't like, okay, this is what you didn't want to do. So what do you want to do? We didn't get asked those questions as far as growing up. We didn't get asked questions. What do you want to do in life? Like, what's, 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 what's your drive? Like, do you have a career? We didn't have none of that. It's all, go get a job, go get a nine to five and get a check. That was it. And if you do get asked that and you say, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be an astronaut, like, people are like, oh, come on, let's, 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 be, let's be real yeah. here. Like, what do you want to do, right? right? So society has a way of, like, kind of, like, backslapping you and saying, no, you can't do it. Like, honestly, look, I, I know your dad, yeah, right? Yeah, I know yeah, what he's yeah. doing, so... What do you think? You're 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 a social worker, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and at that point, it was more so I was just like, I had to figure it out on my own and I had to push myself to do that because I realized that's something I didn't like. That's something I didn't love to do. I wasn't driven to do that every day. And so for them getting at me for that and like coming at me like with those questions and like lecturing and negative energy and negative lectures, I'm like, okay. Let me figure out how to get out of this and realize that I actually have to do something I love. So between that time, as far as that, I worked two jobs. I worked at I worked at Dillard's at the Kids Shoes, and then I had then I worked at Wells Fargo and then at the call center. And at one point in time, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of asking these days off. I'm tired of getting like requests and being denied. And then you know, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm over it. So I just got pushed. I got pushed with family members. Um, uh, and then I had, I, you know, I do have kids myself, not technically my kids, but who I was with, she motivated me to say, look, just do it. Just do what you want. And I said, okay. I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And I was scared because that was still financially to help support not myself and who, um, who I was with, but the kids we had. And, you know, at that point, fathers weren't around only for a second for one of my child. So it's like, let me figure this out. And so I was like, do I, how do I sacrifice this or to let this nine to five or overtime? Uh, yeah, the paycheck. Yeah. How, how would I do that? And so mm -hmm. I was like, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I snapped out of it and I just did it. It was a fear to overcome. Yes. But it was more so I had to think about the fear of 
do I want to keep working and being denied and being going through somebody through a company? That was my fear because I was like, I'm just scared about it. I'm tired of it. So let me go through the other side of the degree, you know, the grass and green on the other side. But for myself that at that moment, going to Barber College and having that decision, I just said, I'm going to do it. Did I do it? I, I did it with not even that much money in my pocket, but I did it because I was like, I felt like I was ready. And I was, um, I was ready when I was 26. I think I was around 26. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And if I had make it happen, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to have this part-time job. I'm going to make sure the kids are good. And then at, at that point, I'm going to low-key hustle my way in this and find men and, you know, uh, friends to help me support me myself and my career as, as, um, in my career to get me up there and let, let me, you know, go ahead and have food on, on the plate to eat. And so that's how that worked. I found friends and that, you know, obviously not saying they don't care about their haircuts, but they, they felt my drive and they felt that I was actually, this was my passion. And they felt that that was my passion as you know, to do that. And so when you're going back to the whole female thing, like, yeah, it, it is a hard situation. If you were to come into a barbershop as a new client, I trust me, I get guys coming there. Like they see us and it's like me, my other homegirl, And then like two other guys. And they're like, who would you sit? Whose chair would you sit on first? And so they go, you know, go to the guys or like, just, I'll just try to, you know, I try to get them comfortable, but then they end up sitting in our chair, but going back to the whole, um, female, as a being like a female entrepreneur or a barber, it's, it's, I don't think that really honestly matters. I think it's just you as a person and your energy and what you could, um, your vibe and how you could, um, how you could connect with that person. So it's like, if I, if you were to walk in and you're like, Hey, I could literally not say nothing to you. I'm like, okay, what do you, what kind of haircut you want? Boom. The whole haircut done. Yeah. You could come in and I'm then and sit on somebody's chair and I'm like, okay, cool. What, how you doing? How's your day? You know, I don't know how was the drive little things like that could make you trigger to like, okay, this person actually is caring about how my day went or how it, how well, it's going. Well, and I think that also it brings up to someone who, I mean, you have to like, haircuts are big deals for people. I mean, I know lots of people that like go to Beardsmiths and yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge haircuts deal. Haircuts to me were. <laughs> <laughs> what do your nails do for you? Yes. <laughs> and now uh, I live right. vicariously through my son, right? He yes. gets a haircut. I'm like, Oh, that looks good. Yes. I wish I had my son's yeah. hairline. But that's great that you're yeah. starting him to do that to build his confidence up and for him to mm-hmm. realize as um a young, you know, a young a young one to grow up to care about themselves, put themselves first, cater to themselves. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because I'm gonna keep I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, still to this day, a lot of men still don't put themselves first. They put themselves last no matter how much they work and how much they bring to the table how are you not putting yourself first for a 40 50 service and you're over here still sacrificing not only for yourself but for your family and on top of that you're sacrificing for this female that you love you you're married to you're about to be engaged to how are you not how are you dropping 500 on them and you can't drop 50 dollars on you once a week or twice a week as a female you get your nails done right every two weeks every two weeks that's as a female, you want your eyebrows done. Maybe touch up, whatever. Lashes. Lashes. Nails, yep. Yeah. Lashes is like at least every two weeks. Botox. You know? Botox. I do it all. You want to go to the tanning bed. You want to go to a... <laughs> I don't... Joe, females do a lot. But why do men cater... Why do they not think about catering to themselves? I think it's wild. I... Uh, like, I've had different friends, partners, and they go 
a month, month and a half, and they're like, they just put it off. Like they want to give to something else or right. they don't feel like it's necessary. Like once a month would be good enough. And I'm like, no, you need to take care of yourself. At like, least twice a month. Yeah. And when, so when guys come in my shop, all right, I'll see you next month. I look at them like <laughs> next month. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're really going to say you're going to get a haircut. I charge you twice because yeah. of how bad your hair <laughs> Seriously. looks. <laughs> like if you're going to sit here and get a haircut and wait 30 more days after another haircut, where is your happiness between it or your confidence? Right. So I feel like, and then so going back to the female situation, I feel like a lot of men need to cater to themselves at least once a week, once or every two weeks. Why? Because that will actually left that will actually lift you up to how you're gonna go ahead and react to who your partner is, or who you're around, yeah. or how or you who function your in your job, your job, your you career, at home your with kids. Your children. Yep, yeah. I'm I'm on this yeah. page. Like I'm, I'm glad you're on this page because <laughs> I try to stress this to a lot of men. I'm like, look. And it, and it, and as a barbershop too, when you pull a straight razor out, it's a whole nother. It's like oh. it's like it's like freaking Edward. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. these freaking sparkles go on. Yeah. Like as you pull the straight razor out, and they're like, not a lot of barbers do that. I hear that a lot. Yeah. And and I want to touch a little bit about that because Carmen, I think what I love about you is your drive. You say your drive in in not being complacent within your own profession. Since I've met you. Just on the go. I'm bro. always pushing you to try this and try that and yes. try this and try this. And and that's what you don't get in your regular because there's a lot of complacent barbers out there, right? Right. And it's okay because it's good money. Right? It is good money. But there's a difference, like you said, between forget about the money, the money will come. Let me do me first. Right. And and what I've seen about you is you're always thriving for that and and you don't just it's just not just a barber right for you there's other services that you do offer yes um because you try to cater more to to a different audience than the regular barber than just haircuts yes yes and well, i that, like i like that you you bring a different part to the like being a barber like you actually are investing in the person i yes which changes the experience for just about anyone because for guys you know, spending $50 on themselves to go get a haircut once a week is like beyond, like beyond the, anything they can think about. Right. It's, but we can go out and spend that in drinks. Exactly. No or they can do that for their kids or for their spouse or their girlfriend right. or their, you know, the hookup, whatever. Yeah. Um, But for themselves, it's like it's they only do it once in a while. But you you like almost give them permission to do these things for themselves. Right. So I think that says a lot about you. And I, I, I'm not surprised how well known you are uh, from that. And, and it's your energy. Uh, yeah. My son, last time I brought him, he was asleep the whole freaking time. I feel like the Passed last out. five haircuts, yo. He's out. <laughs> the energy is great. And, 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 and people come at me, you cut kids hair. I'm like, yeah, I got it. They're like, okay, so you got to do this. I'm like, look, you can't tell me how to do it from the last place you came from because it's not going to work out. I know. I promise you. I got your. I got you and your child. Like if they're in the chair, I'm gonna figure it out. If you and and that's another thing as a parent. Like if I'm cutting your kids' hair, don't come in and tell me like, okay, now you gotta do this. Okay, wait. No, I got it. If I'm not gonna do this side of the sideburn right now, I'm gonna finish this side. That's what I'm gonna do because you know why? Because that's what we have to do, and then we gotta switch and rotate. If I gotta do this side and then go to the other side, that's just how it works. But we'll get it done. So do you think that even moms that bring in their boys are, do you face that opposition with being a female barber with, you know, some guys come in and they don't sit at your chair first. Do moms that bring their kids in, are they hesitant for their children to sit at your chair? Um, I wouldn't. Maybe not not now, 
because now yeah. you have the name, right? I think yeah. a lot of what you get are, oh, go to Carmen, right? I feel right? like the kids are more word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to like a different age group as teenagers and stuff, then that's when our, I'll go ahead and approach them myself or like if my kids were to refer them over. Um, I wouldn't say the kids, but I would say if uh, a, a male were to come sit in a chair and then their wife or their spouse or who they're talking to says, okay, I'm going to go get a haircut um, with Carmen. You know, that's my barber. She's she's a dope barber. And they're like, Carmen? You Wait, hold on. Who is this? Yeah. You're going to go get a haircut <laughs> by this girl? Like mm-hmm. what? And then I do experience that where they actually come in the shop with them and they look at me and they're like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like yeah. that's something. Another thing, <laughs> like just trust. We will just right. trust it. I get it. You go to sport clips, and that's a whole other situation. <laughs> they're over here. They're over here in freaking skirts, and they don't know what they're doing. They're just there to get time. Wear skirts, shampoo your head, and boom. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, I Square don't haircuts. Get, yeah. I'll see you in a two days to fix this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, as when it comes to kids, no, I honestly never, I haven't experienced where it's like the mom would like, hasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. look at me like a certain way. I was like, no, because they actually go after kids' energy. And how when oh, they yeah. come in, I'm like, hey, oh, how you doing? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I just, I still give them the same approach as if I'm given any, any age group. From older to mid-age to younger ones. This is because everyone needs that. You know what I mean? Like, if Mo comes in, sometimes maybe he has, like, a certain, like, energy. And then I talk to his son, and he's going to lift him up even higher because he felt me. And then how I handled that service. And he just, like, he leaves happy, and he's woke up from his nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. So, Carmen, do you, do you feel like at this point, so I know a little bit about you. You own the barbershop. Yes. What, what is it called again? Uh, Final Cut. Final Cut. And then you have barbers that actually work for you. Yes. And you've been doing it for eight years. Yes. So do you feel like you've fulfilled that passion or are you driven to do more and tell me what else you're doing? Uh, You are in my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, I am not. I definitely didn't just end my bar there. Like I... My, I'm trying to set the next level up, which is I don't know what it is, but if it comes down to opening another location, relocate. But there's honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like for me doing having this career, I don't I will probably have it like as one monopoly house. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do something else as far as something else. I don't know what it is, but there's so many other things I would want to do. That's the entrepreneur side of me. You tell me, let's go sell a car. I'm going to sell a car. You say, let's open this business for kids. I want to do that. That's, that's, I think that's what it's coming down to as a, as older, um, to have that, to cater to men. I want to now, I don't know. My next level is just to figure out either to cater to young ones or cater to whatever generation it is as much as like the LGBT that's where I'm at. That's great. That's where I'm at. So, Just because I know as a female mm-hmm. and being the LGBT, um, you know, that little area, it's like I don't... Living f- in a red state. Yeah, I don't feel like a lot of individuals are out there um, are wanting to open up to do something and they could be great at it. Like, I've honestly, I've had young ones and teenagers that will call and be like, hey, you know, like, or just message me and just ask questions because in that little, you know, that little area, it's like, how do how did she do that or how like with her being you know in the lgbt community like 
what was your motivation or how'd you do that? And I'm like, look, all you got to do is just like they always say is to be you and don't worry about what other people think. It's a hard thing to come across. Yes. And to step to, to make that next step to do that. But to me, I was like, I know who I am. I'm how I'm dressed and I'm, you're going to see me and you're going to love who I am regardless. If you see me right now and you see me in like, you know how I'm dressed. I'm like, that's just how you're going to know me. So I just try to tell me, you got to build that in confidence. You got to love yourself. Yeah, I was going to say. And you got to just approach yourself like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm who I am. And you're going to shake my hand regardless if you like me or not. But I'm going to let you leave to know me for shaking your hand and for me to be hap- like happily out there and just express myself like, yeah, I, I go out and I, you know, I go, I'm saying like to different areas. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And then that's how I started with my career too is like, I approached him with a car. I'm like, hey, I'm a barber. Like, you're a barber? Yeah. Like, you're a barber, a female. I'm like, yes, I'm a barber. I said, come. Here's my car. Check me out. I got you. This, this first one's on me or whatever you want to do. At least come and get the experience, not this, not just go and pay for a haircut. So, to be time. <laughs> so one of the things is um, Dr. Holberg, he, it, and I love, he's a psychologist. And one day he, he called me. He's like, who cuts your hair, Mo? It, and I was nobody like, cuts your hair man <laughs> this was like a year and a half ago almost two years ago whatever but I was like you know what go see go, go see Carmen he, oh Carmen I was like yeah Carmen hey, yeah <laughs> um, the name could throw it off yeah right because immediately the name uh yeah. <laughs> a female? You're going to send me to a female? Right. Like, you, like you dating her or something? No. <laughs> like, why are you sending me to, to Carmen? Um, but there's a stigma also between your regular blue collar, white collar, the difference, mm-hmm. because some people will, will hear the barber and say, yeah, no, barbers, you know, I, I, I don't want to go to a barber. I'd rather go to like the somewhere, stylist, a, a salon and pay $120. And they look you know, 40% of what they could be looking right at the end of, of your product. How do we break that barrier? How do we get like a different, I guess, like a d- different people to, to break that barrier? Because barbershop holds, even from the media, right? When I think about barber, the barbershop, the, the movies, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just very, very hard environment with a lot of, you know, the, the, the energy in the environment tends to be sometimes in the past, not yours. That's why I've left other barbers because it just doesn't feel safe. There's a lot of cussing. There's just, it just doesn't feel, but you, how do, how do we break that? How do we bring in a different uh, approach to what you, what you, what you bring? As far as like, uh, going to a, a salon? Yeah. So like, like for example, if I've always been to a barber uh-huh. and, and somebody says, come to my salon, I immediately going to be like, well, I already got Carmen. Yeah. 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 H- how, how, how do I switch that if it was the other way around? Um, service well that, I just that's think just that, like what it is it's service yeah you offer an experience yeah like you're literally go, you go in the barbershop and that's what i try to push out there as promoting is like come in and enjoy the experience mm-hmm. of being catered to because men out there like i said they're so like I, i'm sorry but men y'all like y'all need to get off your high horse and stop thinking you like you're like just the man and you have it down with your money and your mm-hmm. i could take you out to eat i could buy you this and buy you that but it's like break it down to yourself too like take care of yourself like even like men that are don't have hair you have a beard like right you I, have I'm, a I'm, yeah but you my beard right now. but there's there's some rough ones out there it's like you have a beard so cater to yourself to take care of that why because 
that's actually something that I don't know. You could rebuild your confidence, like I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. It builds your confidence. So just build you. Um, I don't know. It's just like just take care of yourself. That's just what it is. If we, if anyone could take care of themselves, men's could. You should be able to take care of yourself. Well, I think you just have to find a good fit because some people feel really good about spending. $150 and sitting in a chair and not even talking to their stylist. Right. Sometimes it's just their, that's, that's their jam. Yeah. I think that you offer something completely different. And if they had an opportunity, it may not be for them. But the, you know, the ones that do, like, how do we reach out to them to let them know, like, hey, check this out? Like, you will fall asleep on the chair. You will. I mean that could that could be a catch. And, and you I'm fall telling asleep. you, like I went to my dentist today and, and, and I fell asleep. <laughs> my kid falls asleep, and I think when you when you reach the point where you can fall asleep in chairs because you don't got to worry about it. Yeah, and I tell I tell everyone that sits in my chair like, oh my, they're like, oh my god, every time I sit down, I'm like tired and fall asleep. I'm like, listen, the reason why you're able to do that is because you're now in your own comfort, um, your element to just relax. When you're sitting in a barber chair, you have no choice but to sit down. What are you going to do? Run away with this cape? No, <laughs> you're not. You're not running away from me. I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to give you the service of giving you. And what I mean by service is, okay, so you come sit in my chair, right? You book with me. You come and book with me. You come in. I'm definitely going to greet you. Take your coat off. Just hit that extra service. Not only because a female could do that, but it just that service. So you come sit in my chair, right? I'm going to ask you, shake your hand, regardless of how I'm dressed. Shorts, sweats. I don't do the sweats thing, but... Um, shake your hand, ask you what you want. So you tell me what kind of haircut you want. I give you your haircut. Not only that, you only book for a haircut, but guess what? Your beard's looking a little rough, so I'm going to take the extra level to give you that service. So now I'm going to take care of your beard. When I take care of your beard, I'm going to put a steamer out, and as I put that steamer on you, I'm going to lean you back. So I'm not only going to get these clippers to go ahead and shape your beard up. I'm going to put a straight razor out and actually give you a whole cleanup. And that means get a hot towel from the, the hot towel warmer. Place the hot towel on your face. Lather you up with actual product because I hear there are barbers out there that don't even put product on your face. You're breaking out. You're getting scratched up. You're red, whatever. It's dry. You know, it's And then rough. your lady gets mad. Yeah. And then you come home, you're, you're all red. And you're like, what's, what, just, what just happened? You know? <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> so, yeah. That's just when it comes down to service, that's what it is. And then I'll go ahead, do the whole steam towel. Like I said, straight razor. If you want a shampoo, I'm going to take you to shampoo your hair, and then you're done. Like I, think, it, I think part of this whole experience is that you have just a tight-knit family value that you probably brought for, with you from Guam to the States. So I think that's just helped shape who you are with following your passion. Right. I think, I think that's great. So one of the things I what we were talking about just a little bit ago um, was what you're doing now, like your entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you are now reaching out to kids yes so why are you doing that i just feel like when it comes down to kids is that as a parent you're just so used to that quote unquote that's my kid this is what they're doing let me yell at them let me just do this so like it's more so too it's like for example let's say my kids like you know they're in their household with their mom so they're getting that same the lecture the you know, um, advice, whatever, but it's different when you approach it as, I don't know. I just feel like kids just need to be approached a different way and to hear a different voice because it's like, they're so used to the same voice that they're just like, boom, just freak 
tumbleweed just yeah. rolling right. by and, so you and growing anger. Up too, you growing up as well, you didn't really have any direction. Like you went to school, but you really didn't know. I didn't have uh, I didn't have no no voice, if that makes sense. I didn't have a voice. I I didn't have I didn't have someone to tell me or ask me what what do I want to do when I grow up. I didn't so have do that. Think, do you think that? F- fuels this passion you have by reaching out to kids because today you were just was it today yes today you were just at i was at lake hazel middle school and you talked to them about i talked to them about like the career and like how i started and motivating them to see how to start or like letting them know that you know it's that's something you could find when you get out of school i didn't have that i didn't i didn't i mean yeah i was out here but i just still was in my shell of being this individual from a an island that I just didn't feel like I was involved or I didn't want to I didn't feel like I was comfortable being around I don't know different people and you know like mm-hmm. I just feel like after edu- like school and stuff they still need to be motivated and lifted to do that so to have someone like a young I don't know saying I'm younger but as a, as a voice to have someone speak for them to help them motivate them and like lift them up like there's still more after that so as far as you go into like oh um, getting paid for it, whatever. Like I, now, I'm just like I'm just like freely like passion passionate about just ex- expressing and sharing my experience. And then I want kids as a, as a parent myself. Like I want them to know that it's not all about social media. It's not all about watching things on TV or these TikTok videos or anything like that. That's their motivation, which is kind of sad because now what are they doing? They want to sit in a room and do what? Be on their phone. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, so at that point, me seeing that, it's like, no, there's more to that than that. just your phone. Go out there and actually reconnect with human beings, make friends, go and ask each other, what do you guys want to do when you grow up? Or like, there's just, uh, so that's just what it is. Like, I as far as me to express the way I, the way I'm, you know, you know just to motivate them, I that's just like I don't know out of heart like that's just how I feel like I just feel like they need to hear more of this and not get a paycheck out of it because I want to do this not only because I'm not getting paid for this but it's because it's a passion and what I've experienced and I want to share that so as far as you growing or you getting led to to have you know getting to figure out what you want to do in life just know that there's someone out here that you could actually speak to and look up to and not actually get your parents' credit card and sign up for a subscription for nine ninety nine for, you know, for the whole month. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. And mm-hmm. and that's just how I grew up, too. It's like, we're going to all hang out together. We're going to meet here, and we don't have a choice. You're going to meet here at 9, and if you don't meet up, you don't meet up. You don't have a phone. You know what I mean? So that's just going back to your um, conversation or the topic of um, sharing information and not um, getting paid for it. At, at this point, I'm just in a point in life where, like, life is too short, that we don't need to be paid for nothing anymore. We just need to be paid for each other's time and to share each other's story and experience. And as a parent too, you know, parent not, or maybe not a parent, co-parenting. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. Yeah. And we could do another episode. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I one wanna... thing I do want to highlight is, you know, part of why I love what you do is is breaking the stigma. Uh, I'm big on always going against the grain. Yeah. And what society thinks it's 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 right um me coming from a different country as well and it having to work twice as hard uh, i think you're also in a profession where y- you do have to work twice as hard or have had to not anymore maybe because of the name that you've developed but for those female barbers who have failed who who have heard of people failing like what do you tell like that 
the, the female component, like those people who want to be a barber, who've had that thought, but, but society says, no, you, you won't make it. Honestly, it's just do what you love. That's just what it is. Like I, and I, tr- and this is, a, this goes back to the topic I had at the school is like, I told every, I was like, you females could do whatever you want to do. Do not let these, like the, these males bring you down or let you quite re-question yourself or anybody around you. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person that could lift yourself up and to actually get to where you want in life. And that's just where, like I'm at today, is to freely express myself and to actually share my story and my experience without that, oh, so how much is it? No, I don't want, no, how much is it? I want to just like have let me replace your time to be on your phone to actually replace your time with my energy and my vibe right now so we could talk like that's just what it is so as far as the female I, no there's no excuse do what you got to do 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 what you have to do for yourself and actually do what you would want to do to live life and to love what you do forget everybody else i don't i didn't care right. i did my thing i think that your confidence is a virtue and <laughs> i you, think that you. you have a voice for a huge diversity of all walks of life and like your energy is great i love that your passion is fulfilled i like that you're not motivated by money and you are totally like putting that energy out into the world and reaching out to kids and i feel like that's so important i work with kids okay okay in a a hospital where they struggle with depression suicide they identity issues they don't they they can't figure it out and they don't have a voice of reason because they don't have that yes right and so they don't have a voice of reason by no yeah. fault of their own or they're just a teenager just trying to get through and right? trying to figure out or have that voice mm-hmm. to speak to right yeah so i think i i think that you're great i um, appreciate you I appreciate and honestly you. like the, through, <laughs> through what i've heard from you i i do kind of think that you are living the american dream like most people they come from nothing. And so you did too. You took a leap of faith with like next yes. to no money in your pocket, working that nine to five. Yeah. And then you just went out and built a business. That's what the American dream is, is like be who you are. Right. And be confident in what you do and then share it with others. And I think I, I'm, I'm so excited and I, about And that. I feel like um, regardless, male or female, um, whatever you want to label yourself in life, it's like, you just have to own this. Like you literally got to own this, whatever you want to do. And that's your world. And guess what? Everyone around you is going to love you for that. And they're going to support you regardless. It's regardless just, of what it is, whatever color, race, uh, title you want to be in life. Like that just don't even gender. Like that don't even matter. And going back to the kid situation is yes. It's like going to what you do. Like I'm like, I guess is what it is. Is like, me as a parent myself, I don't want my kids to sit there and be depressed and whatever, anything in life like that. So knowing that they don't have that window to talk to somebody, I want to be that window to talk to. I would want to, if you want, if you want to talk to me for 30 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and make sure I make that time to give you 30 minutes of my time. That could change your life. And you could just rebuild your whole mindset could be refreshed. Yeah. You know, we're just going to go in and s- Carmen, how do we how do we find you? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm here today. Like, hey, well, so, I'm blessed today to and, have and, a- and coming from a person, every time I've moved cities, going to the barbershop is intimidating, whether you've been to a barbershop or not. So I think you have this app called Booksy. Booksy. B O O X K S Y. Yeah. Um, under the final cut. 
You could look the Final Cut. You could look me up um, on Google, Final Cut, or Carmen the Barber. Yeah. That's um, one thing that a lot of people look up is on social media. You pull up Carmen the Barber, it just everything pops up. Yeah. So is, this on, uh, is this an Instagram, a Snap? Uh, Instagram, Instagrams, Carmen the Barber, um, Snap. That's uh, you know, it's just Sablon underscore fitted. That's more like personal stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not saying like you know, but um, yeah, Carmen the Barber all around. It's just where I kind of like put my foot down this is who i am the reason why it's because i want you to know who i am what my name is and of what i do i don't want you to come in this door and like who are you and so that's just how like even my card i had my in my card my business card i put my head on there with the way i look and what it is because i i want you to know who i am and i'm going to tell you i'm not scared to tell you who i am but this is what i do and i got you absolutely yeah and if you say i heard you uh not even was a trophy carmen will literally show even extra love hey. on that chair uh if you come in the chair and you say you heard me through this you get a little extra service and a little discount don't worry i got you uh, i got it it ain't even about it it's about the money i got you thank you carmen it's been a wonderful four years more to come i yes. appreciate everything you do what you stand for breaking those barriers the stigma for all those listeners who are questioning doubting that barber being a barber is not a profession it is a huge profession that if you have a passion for it go for it for those younger ones yes. don't allow other people to tell you it's not do something else be a teacher underpaid right i mean there's a lot of things to be said about that so i am i'm thank you so much for yeah, joining thank, us thank today. you for having yeah, me thank I really you for having, having you yeah we'll have i mean hopefully we'll have a part two with another topic but yeah i'm here i'm already thinking about a lot of yeah, things I, so. I have a lot i could go we could go on we could, there's more to life than just a passion absolutely. right now we and got I, personal stuff we got to figure and out I, and that's another thing i feel like a lot of people need to hear too absolutely and i and i urge you to to create your podcast i know we've been talking about <laughs> this and, and it's, and a, it's another entrepreneur move I do there what I do is my po- is a podcast yes. and, and I always say listen to life look where yes. you're at right now yeah. and just and I tell that to our audience is that if you don't listen to life then the door might shut right and then you somehow will be redirected but not at your choice yes yes yes, right. yes well thanks for listening in this morning guys we look forward to seeing you or hearing you from you, seeing you, whatever. Yeah, Next something week, like yeah. that. <laughs> we so might we might see you around, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I see Carmen around. Yeah, yeah, all right, follow her uh, on Instagram. Uh, yes. Give us a shout out again. I want to remind you, if you know somebody in the community who does not have a trophy, who don't care about a trophy, those are the people who we're looking forward to to talk to to make an impact on our community. Yes, call us. We want to hear from you. We'd love to have you in our studio. Have a wonderful Monday. Hey. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.